This is the Living Out Podcast, and I'm your host, Darren Steele. I help gay men explore the possibilities of living out the best of who they are. I share stories about social justice, LGBTQ issues, and personal growth as a path for personal evolution and to create a more humane world. So in the last episode, I waxed a bit nostalgic talking about the good old days of meeting men at, at a gay bar and, and how things changed from when I first came out in 1984-85 and went into online dating and then eventually dating apps. So while this is not a part two, this is very much a complimentary post that builds upon what I was talking about near the end of that last episode which is how we actually communicate with each other on these dating apps. And I'm going to be speaking mostly from the perspective of a gay dating app or, you know, uh, something like a grinder, which has been primarily more a space for men or gay men, but it is open to trans men, bisexuals, these types of apps, these types of um, online meeting spaces are constantly evolving in the services that they offer, in the way in which they niche or speak to specific communities. And without going into the nuances of what something like a scruff or a grinder is like when it comes to the audience that it attracts or or maybe how they've changed and they've definitely expanded from <clears throat> being mostly just gay men and they're being more inclusive of other sexual and gender identities communication isn't going to change in a sense whether we're on a gay dating app whether we're on a grinder whether we're on a scruff admittedly the audience may be more on one side of acting perhaps in a more stereotypical way than another and that might be as simple as grinder tends to be younger and a scruff tends to be a little bit older. And so age difference certainly makes a difference in styles of communication, be that as it may. Let's look at this as a short course for gay men on the etiquette of internet personals and apps. First principle politeness. I'm quoting what politeness means from Wikipedia. Politeness is best expressed as the practical application of good manners or etiquette. It is a culturally defined phenomenon, and therefore what is considered polite in one culture can sometimes be quite rude or simply eccentric in another cultural context. Now online, we're exposed to many cultures whether that be on Facebook or whether that be on a dating app. And if you are using a dating app and you happen to be traveling to a different country and a different continent, you might notice a huge difference in how people communicate with each other. So there's no real guidebook for this one, although I'm sure you can do a search on Google and get some tips and tricks, especially when you're traveling. Basic suggestion. When you're not sure what to say or do, just ask. And that would move into the second 
principle, which I'll speak about in a moment, which is treating others as you would like them to treat you. But coming back to politeness, I once saw a very elegant call to action in an online profile that said, be the change you want to see on the internet. I thought, oh my goodness, yes, yes, yes. You know, our technologies have facilitated making general communications much less detailed, you know, missing punctuation, short forms, and you're like, what is this person saying? You know, we use more text messages than emails now. And even picking up the phone is like, why is this person calling me? They can just text me. (laughs) We're less concerned with grammar and sometimes none at all. Or we use more acronyms and emojis have become an interesting mimetic in how we communicate and more acronyms and short forms than we can keep track of. LOL, PNP, CBT, HBU, NATM, and so on. So the more we communicate online, the more we need to be aware of and respect what has been lost from face-to-face conversation, what has been lost when we're using that online technology, what gaps are there that are leaving somebody questioning or concerned or unsure. It's not always easy to remember, you know, when you have so many messages of different types in a single day, whether it be a voicemail, text, email, business, personal emails. But when we drop politeness, we are literally dooming ourselves to a very harsh reality and an anger and upset on a regular basis. This is one of the things that I think leads to so much outrage and bullying online, whether the the person themselves is just a bully and that's how they get their rocks off and they're starting from that place. So the second principle, treat others as you would like them to treat you. You know, if you act like an ass, expect to be treated like one. And impatience breeds impatience. It's a funny thing about dating apps. People are like sending you a question mark if you haven't responded. And when I've used something like Grindr or Scruff in the past, I don't have my notifications turned on. So I may send a few messages, check messages, and then I close the app and put the phone away. And maybe I come back in 20 minutes later or an hour later and check. And then I've got somebody's like, are you there? And then another message, question mark. And then you fucking asshole. Like what? (laughs) Anger breeds anger. You know, you can't have a conversation when you're shouting. And sometimes no matter how nice you are, some people are just so fucking angry. It gets to a point where the best option is to delete and or block them from contacting you again. Because if, if that upsets you too much, or if you're not willing to try and have a conversation and a dialogue, make the space joyful for yourself. But generally speaking, and it is sometimes work, politeness will be responded to in kind. Now, the third principle is presumptions kill it. So if you think somebody should act in a certain way, you are wrong. Because the other guy is probably thinking the same thing and acting in whatever way feels normal for him or her. And be patient. While this isn't one of the principles, this is certainly a principle in and of itself. It takes time to feel out the nature and character of another person online. 
you know, is this person a psycho? (laughs) And without that face-to-face communication, we miss at least 70% of the intended message. We're missing body language. We're missing tone of voice. And the written word can be misunderstood. And it can more easily, for that reason, lead to hurt or annoyance or frustration. So err on the side of caution and an understanding. If you're not sure, ask for clarification. If you're not sure, write a longer sentence with proper grammar and, and punctuation so that it's very clear what you are intending or what you want to know. That sort of leads to this next one. Expect nothing. If he sends you a picture of his body, his dick, and his ass, or whatever it is that makes you excited, okay, the ball of expectation starts rolling and gaining momentum. You know, when is he coming over? Will we do this or will we do that? (sighs) I know this from personal experience. I see all this stuff happening. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's really hot, or, you know, this guy's really turning my crank, or I really want to do this with this person. It's like, slow down and take a breath because... I know for myself, I need to check my emotions. I need to check my expectations because until he shows up at your door, you really don't know what to expect. Was he being entirely truthful with the pictures he used? I've had that experience of someone showing up to the door. It's like, who are you? (laughs) Like, really? Who are you? (laughs) Because you ain't the same person. (laughs) You know, when you design the entire scenario with the with the exception of guys who are into role play and decided what they're going if, if If it doesn't go the way you planned, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment. And, and, and that's certainly a challenge of, of apps versus meeting someone in person. Because the app, you might be sharing exactly what you want to get into with each other and you're sending each other pictures. But if you've met someone at a bar and you're going home for sex, well, you're not seeing it all until you get naked with them. You probably haven't spoken that much. You you might, but you probably haven't said exactly what each of you wants to get into, other than you're interested and do you want to come home with me and have sex? The fifth principle, if you can, respond to all messages. It's not always easy. It's, it's easier just to delete a new message from a guy you don't find attractive. And he opens with a compliment like, hey, you look hot or great body or... Does he deserve a thank you? Sure. And I'm, I'm guilty of not saying anything. I make excuses. It, it, it's sometimes the hardest thing about being human is not being able to return someone's affections and hoping that they might understand the simple thank you is just a thank you, but n- not wanting engagement. And that's, that's the difference about online apps. It's like, okay, this is quick. This is commodification. I can get on, I can get off, whether you're getting off the app or whether you're getting off with the person you're going to meet. But in conversation, in that real world conversation, there's so much more time invested in, and given freely before something happens, which is either thanks, but no thanks, going to go meet my friends or you go home and have fun. And it's awkward as it may be, to sometimes say no, but sometimes it's absolutely called for. You know, Following a no to a direct question with something like, but thank you, or not really my type, can soften the rejection. But to be honest, I've seen people come back with, you know, horrible, offensive attacks 
for me saying thank you, but no thanks and wishing them a good day. So the sixth principle is that a thank you is just that and only that. Because in communication, we have something called open loops. If somebody sends me a message and is clearly trying to engage me and it's a compliment in some way and I just say thank you, period, that's a closed loop. If I say thank you, how are you question mark? The how are you question mark is an open loop because I'm waiting for them to give me a response now. I've opened up the door to communication. And human beings, we've learned that we want to generally close that loop. That other person wants to come back and say, well, I'm fine. Thank you very much. How are you? Or I'm fine. Hey, thanks for responding or whatever the case may be. So when a guy takes the time to say thank you for your compliment and If that's all he writes in response, he's just not into you. And let it go and move on. You don't need to say no problem or you're welcome. It's empty rhetoric at that point. You know, go ahead and say those things if that's who you are, if that's your character. But then move on after that. Don't write back and ask if he's interested. He would have said so. That's now just if you're a man. Your dick talking, that other head that sometimes takes control of our logical brain and starts making us look like we're desperate. Or when we do that and then we get rejected, then we feel like we're being rejected or we're being desperate. And that's when our ego gets hurt. The seventh principle is to avoid drama at all costs. You know, unless you want to go out to the theater, which is probably the best place to see drama because you can watch it unfold through several acts from the comfort of your chair with an intermission where you can maybe have a drink and chat with your friends and talk about it as opposed to being a part of it. Drama is a part of some cultures. Right, And I'm not going to say which ones because somebody might call me something else, but it's just sort of part of the society about how people talk and engage with each other and get really heated, at least in North America, in Canada. Drama isn't really part of how we dialogue with each other. So don't blame others for your issues. You know, you might be spilling your drama bag all over the place and no one wants to pick up after your mess. You know, if you detect someone giving you that drama or attitude, you can consider one of the first couple of principles about being polite or treating others as you would like them to treat you, or just move on or delete their message or block them if the drama is just too much. So the eighth principle is once, twice, three times is the charm. You sent a message to someone expressing your interest, no response. Or maybe you got a simple thank you. You send them another message. No response. You send a third message. And if you wrote, I'm not sure if you're getting my messages, then you you really need to be bitch slapped because this is technology and 99% of the time those messages go through. So go back and read the fourth principle if you're having a challenge with this one, which is about expect nothing. The ninth principle 
Be humble because it's not all about you. It can be frustrating when you want it so bad, when you really want to meet someone, maybe it's been a long time, or you just want to go out on a date and it doesn't seem to be happening. And it's like, it's, it's some for guys anyway, at least speaking from my own experience, it can be a guy thing. Yet your hormones start going, your dick starts getting hard, and it's hard to bring it back down unless you find some sort of a relief. Maybe for whatever reason, you've been chatting with somebody and they stop cold. They don't respond to you anymore. What happened? You thought they were interested. There could be a hundred different possible reasons, but it's probably really just a few. He's just changed his mind. Maybe his boyfriend came home or he disconnected. Maybe send him one final message. Carefully worded, polite. Remember, treat him the way you would like to be treated. Just say, hey, you're really interested and you hope to speak with him again. And then remember that fourth principle, expect nothing. So if you can't take it anymore, just jerk off. Get it over with. Which leads me to the last principle, the tenth one. Have fun. Online dating has its challenges. But it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. I would like to think that it's something that you can have fun with. You know, try and be yourself and be honest and be genuine. Don't try and be something that you're not. Be playful. Some guys take online personals so seriously that you think they must have a spiked butt plug up their arse. Like, ouch, no wonder they're so cranky. But I know that in the gay community, in the gay male community, often we're, we're hardest on ourselves and to each other. And it's our gay bitchiness or our shadow side, our defensiveness from having been hurt and having been wounded by larger society. And sometimes within our own communities, we let our guard down and then we tack our own because maybe we see someone like us exhibiting something that really bothers us about ourselves or about the greater culture. And we just let them have it. And it's so non-supportive and, and not helpful. We, we need to sometimes back up and try and foster love and compassion and empathy for our own. You know, if it's not fun or restricted to a list of conditions, then, then, then why are you doing it? This is why I will just delete the app when I've had enough and take a break. So how about a bonus, 11th and final principle, which is to be positive. You know, have you ever read an online personal ad that sounds something like a grocery list of no's or nots, not into this, not into that, no one over this age, no one who is this race, no one who looks like this, no femmes, straight acting only, describing having a particular kind of body type or only smooth, it's boring, it's rude, it's bigoted, it's egocentric, it can be racist, it's internally homophobic by so many. But this is also a condition of many people who haven't taken the time to invest in themselves, their self-awareness, their personal growth, their self-acceptance, either as a gay man or as however they identify on the LGBTQ spectrum. And sometimes one or two knots in a profile is useful when it's descriptive of something else other than physical body type or image. And, you know, 
There's a difference between preference and racism, but one doesn't have to say no and put a particular race in that sentence. Because you have to imagine yourself on the other end of that, of that receiving end. You have to imagine, think to yourself, how many times as a gay person, as an LGBTQ person, you've been prejudiced against. And think about how that made you feel. So then if you say to another LGBTQ person, I'm not interested in you if you are whatever that thing is, whatever that race is, just remember how you have felt in those same situations. Remember, when all else fails, you can always head out to the local gay bar (laughs) and try and meet someone in person if the dating apps are not working for you. So I hope you've enjoyed the sort of connection and compliment between this episode and the other one. And whether you're gay, straight, bi, lesbian, trans, listening to this, communication applies to us all equally. And fostering our community comes with caring for ourselves first and expressing that empathy we have for ourselves for our own so that we can make ourselves and the world a better place and we can increase our well-being and we can live out the best of who we are.